Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you on this very unusual and everyday morning? This is Brenda Eshen Shoshana <clears throat> back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. Actually, we've been doing this for two years now, I believe. Today is our two-year anniversary. I'm so grateful to all of you for listening and writing and being in touch. <clears throat> it's wonderful, wonderful to share this beautiful, beautiful wisdom with you, and especially now during these days, these days which seem like very unusual days. They're certainly very different days. Conditions have rapidly, rapidly altered for now. Let's remember for now because conditions, there's one thing about conditions, they have to, they will alter again. They have to, as we say over and over, that is the very nature of conditions, of life, of circumstances. Change, change, change. But now we see it in a very big, dramatic, and perhaps sudden way. It seems sudden to many of us. And of course, and sadly, 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 what comes is a lot of fear. But that's it to be expected. And we're going to talk today basically about this whole experience of being alone seems many, many, many of us now have to be, you could use the word quarantined. I call it enforced retreat, which is almost like a Zen session. And we are being, many of our supports, our psychological, emotional, financial, many of the things that we leaned on, depended on, routines, schedules, are, are seem to be taken away from us for now. And it's a very fascinating process that's going on, extremely interesting. And, and so let me call this, I was thinking, what's a really relevant title for this episode? And maybe it, the title that comes to me is Finding the True Friend or Becoming Your Own Best Friend. And let's explore why, why that kind of a title and what that actually means during this particular period. You know, let me go back for a second to what I was saying about the sudden loss of life as we knew it. You know, that's what a Zen Seshin is like. When you go to Seshin, which, which means uh, that's another word for retreat, whether it's a one-day session, whether it's three days, whether it's seven days, many of us go away to the monastery or to some secluded environment. Sometimes, of course, these wonderful retreats and sessions are to take place right in the city, right in our, the, the place we practice as well. But wherever they happen, what happens is that we are letting go completely of our usual routines, possessions, whatever we, whatever it is that we've depended upon. We don't talk during the period at all. No social talk at all. We're together, but we're together in the silence. We're together in practice, actually. Uh, and whatever words are spoken, are they're just related to what we're doing. You know, pass the tea or what, you know, and the officers speak. Those certain people are designated to give instructions. Um, it's not social conversation anymore. 
It's not social interaction in the usual way anymore. That's taken away. That's gone. We're quiet for the entire period. We are on a, a schedule, though. This is what keeps... This is very, very, very important. What keeps us going, what we depend upon during a, a session, during a period of retreat, is the schedule. Isn't this strange and interesting? We depend upon it because when the bell rings, the sitting begins. When the bell rings, the sitting, that particular sitting ends, we get up, the clapper sound, and then we do the walking meditation for as long as it's indicated. The clapper sound, and we sit again. Time for meals, the meal gong rings. Work periods, the work gong rings. We, we follow an extremely t- deliberate schedule all day long. We cannot avoid the schedule. We cannot say, okay, I've had enough. I'm going to take a walk. Now, that's not what Seshin is. One of the things we learn very deeply during Seshin is when the moment comes for something to do, we just do it. Even if we don't feel like it, when it comes time to sit, we sit. When it comes time to walk, we walk. When it comes time to clean, we clean. Now, this might sound very regimented and, 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 and militaristic, but it's not. It's very freeing. It's very freeing because as we depend upon the schedule, we're not thinking, should I do this? Should I do that? We do what's in front of us to do, and we do it fully with, with a whole heart, with real concentration. Because if we don't throw ourselves into that moment and into that activity, then all kinds of thoughts start rolling around or a lot of pain might arise from all the hours of sitting. Many things will begin to distract us. Once we succumb to distraction, and that's a very good word here, succumb to distraction or to our feeling, oh, I don't like this, I don't want this, I, I, I'm, I'm getting out of here now. Once we succumb to those passing feelings, it gets harder and harder to stay in session. It gets harder and harder. We're making trouble for ourselves. When we, when we, this, it's kind of a surrender going on, an acceptance of what is during session. It becomes deeper and deeper as the days go by, seven-day session like that, often from five or six in the morning or before that till nine, ten at night. Something happens. And this is very relevant to what's going on now. We, not only is there an acceptance, a deep acceptance of ourselves, of the activity, of the moment, but we really become able to experience it, to taste it, to be with it so fully. And we begin to see that the schedule itself, the practice itself, Letting go of our objections to it is really, really such a support in being present and in having a wonderful day <laughs> and enjoying the day and being there for the day and for ourselves. And believe it or not, even though we're not doing any social conversation, being there for others as well. Because when you're all together going through a session and one person is very strongly doing it, entering it, 
lifting, you lift everybody up as well as lift yourself up. Others feel your energy, your dedication. Others feel your focus. And it lifts the energy of the entire session up. So there's so many lessons here to learn and to apply to the period of time we're going through right now. So many Zen teachings. There are many, many lessons in all kinds of ways, of course. But let's, let's look at our Zen practice and how that can help us so, so deeply through this period. You know, there is a very beautiful saying which goes, all the trouble in the world comes from not being able to be in a room alone with ourselves. Fascinating comment, isn't it? All the trouble, all the suffering, all the pain, all the agony in the world comes from not being able to be alone in a room with ourselves for an extended period of time, of course. Mm. And how true it seems now, the panic that arises, oh my gosh, what am I going to have to distract me? What am I going to lean on? How am I going to feel good? How will I feel connected? We have this such a strong sense that the way we're connected is to constantly do, 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 go, go, go. Be with this one, be with that one, go to the games. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the wonderful fun of life and even the wonderful experiences of life, but when they're taken away, as they are now, it's a sheen. And we have something a little different to learn. We have to learn to be with ourselves, to be alone with ourselves right now. Now, many of us are alone with families. So some are all alone in apartments um, or homes. Many are alone with their immediate partners, lovers, friends, families. Uh, others, sadly, difficult, difficult, very difficult time in the nursing homes, the assisted livings there, living in group settings. But the truth is, we are all alone with ourselves, always, always, even though we have many people around us now, alone may not be the right word because people are there, but I'll put it a little differently. Deep within, we are with ourselves. And how we are with others comes out of the way we are with ourselves. When we can be alone with ourselves, when we can be at ease with ourselves, when we can get to know ourselves, who am I really? Then the way we are with our families, friends, lovers, everyone is totally different. We're not depending upon them for meaning, for identity, for happiness. We're not demanding the world of them. We're not always looking outside for happiness. I'm looking, someone said to me the other day, I'm looking for my best friend. Now that's a feeling so many have, whether you feel your best your, your husband, your soulmate, your perfect job, it's your best friend, meaning I'm looking for someone I can depend on, I can talk to, I can share with. And that's a very beautiful experience to have that. However, 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 even if you get that, even if you have that, unless you can be alone in a room with yourself, unless you can know who you are, be at ease with who you are, 
make friends with yourself because you know that's what we're really doing during sessions and even during one sitting we're making friends with ourselves we're having a date <laughs> with ourselves we're getting to know and to be with that person inside that person who is not defined by others who is not always relating to, as Uchi Yamarochi says, the toys of life, the externals of life. And they're very fun to have toys, but they are relating to the friend within, the one within. Now, I, I'm absolutely clear that so many of us are so frightened now because we haven't had that experience of knowing the one within, the friend within, and we're desperate, we're terrified what's going to happen. This is being taken away, that's being taken away. But you know what? I want to tell you, the friend within can never, ever be taken away, ever, never. When you meet and become really good friends with the friend within, no fear, nothing to be afraid of. You're being cared for by that friend forever, ever. So in Roshi, my beautiful first teacher said, he had a poem, always a great poet as well, and I remember one of his sayings was, the sound of the gong in the spring forever, forever. The sound of the gong, that's our best friend also, when we really hear it, when we really become one with it. It's always ringing. It's always gung, gung. It's always sounding. So many of us now, we feel everything is being taken away. Maybe our, our retirement, our income. Who knows what's going to happen next? That's the feeling. Such uncertainty. And, and, and it's in many countries, and here too, a lot, it can seem like a life and, and it, can, it is a life and death matter for some. So we're facing that as well, our life, and what looks like the end of our life. That's another, you know, that, that's a very big focus in Zen practice, life and death. What is it? Where is it? How do I face it? That's called a koan, but that's the central koan of Zen practice. And that's what we're thrown into now. We're being thrown into koans, left and right, woo. So, of course, it's very rough to be thrown into everything left and right when we haven't done that daily or monthly or yearly, whatever it is, practice. But this, is this can be a kickstart for our practice right now. Right now. Let's start. And even those of us who may have practiced for many years, so what? Every day we start again. And I tell you, that's true. Every day. Every day is in. Every day we set our schedule. I do anyway. <laughs> Every day we take the next step. Every day we need to be mindful and practice what we've learned. And, and as we do it more and more, it's in our bones. It's in our blood. It, thank God. And yet we have to start fresh every single day, just like people who haven't practiced yet. So finding the best friend, making friends, becoming your own best friend, which really means being able to be in a room alone 
and enjoying it. It's a time of discovery. It's a time, actually, it can be, it could be, a time of emancipation even. That's an interesting word, isn't it? The Emancipation Proclamation. Wow. We can be emancipated from our craving and to run here, run there from our compulsion to be unable to be alone. From our compulsion to depend on all kinds of things outside ourselves, which sooner or later, in one way or another, not only change, but radically alter. Radically alter. This is something we don't like to look at, but this is the nature of our life itself, and it's good, it's beneficial to look at it. It won't kill you to look at it. It will actually strengthen you to look at it. It will actually cause you then to take the next step and begin to meet and make friends with the best friend within. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm perfectly healthy, by the way, no problem I, right now. Anyway, and, and for eternity, essentially healthy, as are we all. This best friend doesn't get sick. So let me say to you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to write to me, and I love to hear from you, I love our exchanges, it's um, topspeaker at yahoo.com. The website for this podcast is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. And I am also doing another podcast right now uh, on the process of releasing, the journey of releasing. I call it Turning the Tide. And it's very specific guidance in becoming at ease with feelings and letting go and, and finding peace within the storm. So the, the website for that is www.bestselfbooks.com and um, people are finding it helpful. I'll also be offering some releasing workshops on Zoom. So, but first you need to listen to, to, to those podcasts to get a foundation for the practice itself. And, and you can also learn about it on YouTube. There are many, many wonderful teachers teaching it on YouTube. And Lester Levinson is the founder of that. I just want to tell you in case it would be helpful. In a way, this practice, I've always thought of it as Zen practice off the cushion. Okay, so again, thank you so much for listening. And I will be back again next week. Have a good week. Have a wonderful week. Take some time in a room or spot alone and meet your own best friend. Thank you.